106.5 WPPM Philly Black triples on deck Hear the wreck the set The best that it gets Let's go Come on Coming at you with hurricane force Intense as a landslide Cool as a slap on the black hand side Exceptional collective The tribe of five The source to put forth The liveest vibe The place to go when you search and seek For some space to satisfy your urban geek Prude city dudes or suburban freaks We the perfect break for your working week Live on the set from the home of Philly Cam All across the airwaves to all my Philly fam Direct and effective five-headed Philly clan All around the world we rep for Philly, man Shout out to all my geeks and nerds Black Tribbles is here and what we speak is heard Come and get a taste of the Thursday night flavors. Spider traces, phases, and lightsabers. We created a council, formed a federation. Metropolis, Gotham, New York, all across the nation. Choose your designation, get indoctrinated, take the oath of allegiance, increase the population. One triple, two triple, three triple, four. Five triples combined to make millions more. The people power the media, let's get online. It's our time to shine with black triples. Prime, prime. From the beautiful studios of WPPMLP 106.5 FM Philly, Camden, holla if you hear me, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another edition of Black Tribbles Prime. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I am joined in this lovely studio by... Hello. Hello, and the sound of my voice. I'm clamoring to the rooftops, and I'm screaming it from the bell towers. Please increase the peace, because this violence has got to stop. Be a force for peace, I urge you, nation. Even in the face of negativity, be positive. And, and even in this university of diversity... Adversity ain't nothing new, so that's what I'm going to do, Triple Nation. So how about you? It's the man, the myth, the legend, Master Triple, you mad? If you're in a foolish mood, you need to chill, because I'm here with the coolest dudes, one of the rudest two. That's my foolish crew, me and the E-Mac, plus the boy, you know who. The Bat. Bat Triple on deck. Your man, our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. Super Triple. We got a fun show for you coming this evening, ladies and gentlemen. This spider triple is chilling in Los Angeles, even as we Los speak. Los Angeles. I'm surprised he hasn't been deported yet. I know. Right? They they know not what they do. Yeah, like, has he been asleep until now? Like, he must have been lying dormant. No, he's been, he's been like, blowing up Instagram and Twitter with all these pictures that he is, is taking all over the place. Uh, he is having a very good time in Los Angeles. The Super Saiyan Tribble, we're not rocking out on Facebook Live or on Twitter tonight because That's the right. Super Saiyan Tribble, he's rocking out at New York Comic Con. Yep. Yes, he is. Doing Yo. big things. You, you know who he's up there with, right? It's him, Travis, uh, Joe, and RJ from uh, from Uncanny. Oh, my God. Yo. They turn it up right now. Yo. 
They they wilding out. I New guarantee. You, I guarantee you that. New York's not ready. L.A.'s not ready, and Philly's not ready because Kennedy's not here. Because Kennedy. She's out in the streets somewhere. She's out in the streets. She's somewhere doing something. She's out there being reckless in the streets, ladies and gentlemen. That's what she's doing. Mm. Um, it is going insane tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But we do have a fun show uh, planned for you as we as uh, we noted. We are celebrating black excellence tonight, and we are doing it in all shapes and sizes. We are going to be speaking with Essence Moore, learning the Essence Moore story. The story behind Essence Couture. This is a woman, this is a young 15-year-old that has three, not one, not two, three. Good Lord, three? Three published books. That's a lot of books. That's a whole lot of books. Her own fashion line, as well as her own business. And I'm not just talking about the publishing business. Wait, like her mama business, she has put it in her daughter name? No, this is Essence Business. Essence has Essence Couture Spa and Boutique over in Passaic, New Jersey. So wait, like Essence was born and like got to business, like got to Essentially, work. Essentially, yeah. She got like to that work. day, like she just hit the ground running. She was like, I don't have time to walk or crawl. Like, I got to get this money, mom. Mom, hold my pampers. And yeah. it was out. It was out. She didn't even get the mm. business. She got the business. Like, it don't make no sense that this 15-year-old already has a better 401k than me. You right? are not lying. I'm in that same boat. Right. <laughs> So we're definitely going to be talking to Essence. Apparently my hustle is not hard enough. Well, she's going to teach us all. Essence is going to teach everybody how to get their hustle on tonight. And then we're going to speak with uh, this this woman needs uh, no lessons in hustling because we're going to be speaking with Maya Crown Williams herself of MeccaCon fame as she uh, debuts the MeccaCon subscription box. What's in the box? What's, what's in, in the, the box? box? Come on. What's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? Is it something dead and alive? <coughs> We're going to find out all about it tonight from Maya Crown Williams. And, uh, <coughs> oh my goodness. And then, the fun is, it, it, that ain't enough yet. It's not enough show. Pack, give it to him. Pack more in. We had more, more room on the show. Then we're going to be speaking with <clears throat> Greg Anderson Elise as he debuts volume two of His Nana, The Wear Spider. Okay. Are these microphones rated for this much melanin? I, I don't just know. need to know because these microphones are going to be so chocolatey real, by tomorrow. Real, real chocolatey in here. You know what I mean? Like, it's beautiful. I love it. But I don't know about others' cups of tea. Well, let's test the microphones and see how ready they are for the melanin. Uh, as I said, we're going to be talking about uh, all the stories that are going on uh, and black excellence. There was a story that actually hit uh, Netflix uh, today that says that says uh, the comic book Raising Dion has been picked up by Netflix. Yeah. To be their newest superhero drama. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan is, is, yeah, is all about that. He it was, is he producing it, and he's playing uh, the kid Dion's dad. Who, well, they it, they said he, they said the uh, his his role has been yet unnamed. It's oh, unnamed. I, I saw somewhere he was he uh, the 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 idea he is he might be playing the dad. Um, oh, you got the underground, underground. Yeah, I forget where I saw that. Well, uh, we, we, somewhere from sometime. Well, we don't know. This possibly. is I got the story straight Allegedly. from. 
I got the story from io9. Yeah, okay. Where it says that uh, this is from Charles Pullen Moore. Uh, Netflix is developing Dennis Liu's uh, comic book about a single black mother raising her young metahuman son, Dion. The upcoming series will focus on the woman's day-to-day life trying to teach her son how to control his abilities while also evading the governmental agency that's hunting them. Uh, Liu said in a public statement, more than ever, we need more stories told from different points of view. And my hope with raising Dion is to create a cinematic experience for all families that will lift your spirits and make you laugh and cry. It's being produced uh, by Macro with American God showrunner Michael Green attached to write and produce and Michael B. Jordan, like you said, uh, has also been cast in an unnamed supporting role. That is, that is insane. I'm excited about that. That is crazy dope. That is cr- that is crazy crazy dope. Uh, what is happening? Uh, raising raising Dion, which has only had one issue. That uh, yeah, one issue's come out, uh, and people have keep asking me about number two, and you know, there's nothing. There's been no word about it. Apparently, this is why. This is why no- yeah. number two has not come out because they they got this deal, and when you got the deal, that's what you got to focus on. Yeah, you got to focus on. Is yeah. it, Issue two on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I was like, "Where's the second issue at, though?" But yeah, yeah. And Netflix is not a bad step instead of episode two. You know, issue two. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Know, I, I don't think that's a, you know a wrong a misstep. No, me not neither. at all. Not at all. Me neither. Not at all. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we've got that going on. We've got three guests lined up. We've got a fun show of, uh, ahead for you. We're going to take a pause for the cause so we can get everything in motion and then we will be back here in just a minute on black tribbles on wppm lp 106.5 fm on your philadelphia radio dial stay tuned We're back, ladies and gentlemen, on WPPMLP, Philadelphia. That was a nice, uh, that was a very nice. Very nice, n- nice and little smooth little break. Little break. That we had there. Um, but we are back giving you a night of black excellence, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be speaking with uh, comic book writer and creator Greg Anderson Elise. Isnana, the Were Spider, is back for volume two. Blowing up on on Twitter, uh, excuse me, on Kickstarter, uh, and now set for another uh, epic adventure. And then we're going to be speaking with uh, Maya Crown Williams as we ask her that you know that 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 years old question: What's, what's in, in the, the box? box? What's in what's the box? Come on, what's in the box? What's Tell in me the box? in the box. box. <laughs> was in the box. But first, Something ladies and gentlemen. Be funny, but, <laughs> but first, oh man, do we have a story to bring you, ladies and gentlemen? Um, this is an origin story and a half, right? Yo, yo, Superman only wishes his origin story was as good as the origin story we're going to be bringing you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are bringing you the story of Essence More. Now, true story. 
True story. True all story. Real, yeah, all real, all lies. Swear to God. Swear to God. If you think you got your hustle on, you ain't. You, are, you don't. You, you don't. You Let me tell you, get your life in order. Get your yeah. life in order. You're yeah. not. Yo, I really you're, you're thought not I, hustling. You're I not. thought I was hustling. I, I thought so, too. I thought. I have been corrected. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like like Bill Gates wakes up and like, oh, what's Essence doing? Exactly. Like Essence, Essence Moore, <laughs> she started designing clothes at the age of six years old. Just for fun, doing doodles in her school binder in those notepads. Do you know what I was doing at six years old? I was just learning how to turn on the television. Yeah, six, I was doing a whole lot of nothing. She was designing clothes at six years old. That went to, she. she's written not one, not two, three books. Three books. That's almost a Bible. Three books. <laughs> <laughs> like a couple more, and like that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even know how I've read three books. You know what I mean? Totally honest. She's got the whole Middle Age Chronicles series going on, and if that's not enough, I'm middle aged, and I don't have any Middle Age Chronicles. What <laughs> did I say? Middle Age? I meant middle school. I'm sorry. Oh, middle, okay. Middle school. Middle school. <laughs> she's advanced too. She knows the future. <laughs> how? That would be mad if she was like 15 years old. And she's Somebody, telling, this is what happens in midlife. She's telling people, middle-aged people about get your life right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then in 2016, she launched the Essence Couture Spa and Boutique exclusively for children, tweens, and teens to give the youth a place of their own to visit and be pampered, inspired, and educated. That's hot. She's holding it down. You are not lying. She's holding it down. This this exciting young teenager has already been seen on BET, VH1. She was on an episode of Bored to Death on HBO. But now she finds herself becoming a member of the Tribble Nation on Black Tribbles. That's right. She leveled up. Yes, sir. Ladies yes, and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together for Essence Moore. Hello, Essence. Can you hear me? Yes, I'm good. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. How are awesome. you? I'm good. I'm, I'm going to give you guys a bunch of props because that was probably the most humorous introduction I've ever had. <laughs> so thank you. Hey, it, it, hey, you are worthy yeah, of right? all that praise, uh, Essence. That, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Now, I want I want to go back. I definitely want to talk about the 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 spa and boutique that I, I believe is over in is that in uh, Passaic, New Jersey, right? No, we actually moved it. We've definitely changed a few things up over the years, and now we're mobile, so we're coming to you. Word. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up, I'm not even ready. A mobile salon, dog. Wait a minute. For kids. You, she leveled up since her introduction. Yeah, right. Like, that's how bad she <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she just added those trucks now tonight. Oh, my gosh, she's fired. It's it's an app now, Len. So you don't understand. <laughs> like, we already changed it again. <laughs> but I want to go, go back to the beginning. When you were... Uh, at the age of six years old, you were designing clothes. It, it, like... Please tell me that's like like some hyper some hype or something like that. Is that real? You were actually designing clothes at the age of six. I was designing clothes. I still have folders and folders worth of my six year old designs, and it really just started from me loving getting dressed in the morning, loving to go shopping, and 
No, nothing I'd get would ever be 100% satisfying. So next thing you know, I'm pulling out my sketchbook, drawing out my outfit and thinking, all right, it'd be better if it had this, this, and this. Maybe I'll take away this. And I just got super creative and consistent with it. it let me ask you. Was this a matter of your mom, who I believe is a star? That's your mom's name, right? If, if this is a matter, is this is it a case of your mom took you shopping, bought you an outfit, and you were like, "Mom, really, really though?" <laughs> no, because since I was little, I was always very independent in terms of what I wore mm-hmm. so my mom would take me to the store she'd be my ride and then she'd be like, all right essence I'm gonna sit down you go do what you do and I'll come back with armfuls of clothing <laughs> that fit my personality that's that's insane that's, that's totally that's totally insane but that but that's beautiful and, it's, and it speaks well of your mother that she was you know open to let you experience that you know and like you know mm-hmm. encourage that that's that's a, what was your mom an artist herself? No. <laughs> oh my goodness. I get I actually get that from my aunt, my aunt Ethia. She's the artsy one. My mom is very conserved and laid back and it's hilarious. I'm really like the complete opposite of her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. So so you're designing your clothes. Do you remember what was the first thing that you designed? Oh, I don't remember because uh, it's, it's been see, too long. I wouldn't just, I wouldn't just design one outfit mm-hmm. and that would be it for the day. I would design collections in days. I would pull my sheets off of my bed and turn them into gowns, and I would do that literally every day. A different gown with the same sheet, listening to music. Like I was always very consistent, and I always had many, many things in store. Okay, I feel you. Now, when did when did you drawing all of these clothes and 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 all of these crazy designs? When did it click in your head that hmm, this could be a business? Well, at that point, I was ten years old, and my mom's an entrepreneur, so I always grew up in the being your own boss atmosphere. She has her own party planning and event planning business. Okay. She takes me with her to her events and I'd help her run the cotton candy machines and stuff like that. So I'm 10 years old. I'm still designing clothes. And my mom, she actually brings it up. She asks me, she says, Essence, you're still doing this. You seem like you really love it. Do you want to turn it into a business? And immediately I said yes. And that's when she stopped me and she goes, Essence, let me make this clear. That means mommy's going to have to make a lot of sacrifices and spend a lot of money. Are you sure you want to do this? And I said, yes, I was sure. And there you go. There you go. Yeah, that blows my mind. And, and, thus, a, and thus a star is born. A star is born, for real. That's, that's, that's crazy. Now, at that point, when you're, at, when you're 10 years old and you decided that you want to turn this to a business, I'm reading on your bio, and it says that you've been in uh, more than a few uh, pageants and, and fashion shows. Were you doing this around that same time? Were, were you being a model, or was this your, show, your clothing line that was being uh, 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 on the runway? Well, I was always the type to... 
I never wanted to limit myself to anything, really. So when I was younger, I took karate classes. I took dance classes. And at the time when I first started my business, I was taking dance. And I had to stop because a lot of my recitals would clash with fashion shows. And obviously, I'm going to go to the one in which I love and which pays me. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, we had to cut out the dance. But in the long run, it was worth it. That was a hobby. This, this is what I love. Yeah, from what I'm, from what I'm guessing or from what I'm seeing is I'm looking at everything that you're doing. Everything that you're doing definitely has a, a, a very sharp design to it. Even too when it was a brick and mortar, your uh, your sponsor line when I was seeing like the videos that they were on there. She actually there was a video when uh, she was on BET. And it took you yes. inside. It took you inside the design, uh, the salon. It was really cool. It seems to me, if I, if I if I had to hasten to guess, that the the fashion or at least designing, that's where your 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 true uh, heart lies. Am I right with that? I get this question so often, and the truth is, there are so many different sides to me, mm-hmm. and everything I do allows me to. Experience each side and I think that's also why I can relate to so many people because there are so many layers to who I am and what I stand for so fashion allows me to express myself physically how I appear how I feel and just that independence and free spirit that I love being and writing allows me to express my emotions and my thoughts and kind of just get everything off my chest my motivational speaking that allows me to express myself in a way I didn't think possible. My social skills, my being able to connect and understand others and empathize. So all of it is equally, uh, it, it equally holds a place in my heart. It's funny as you mentioned about, you know, empathizing with people because that's one of the, um, the things that I saw lauded. Uh, in reviews of your book series, the Middle Age Chronicles, which you did in middle school. school. Middle school. I keep saying middle age. Yeah, why is that, Lynn? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm middle age. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm a little. I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous of Essence more. All right. Aren't we all right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, why my daughter don't got no businesses? Like, and now I have to look at myself because clearly it's my fault. Yeah. Right. <laughs> She's eight, but I'm saying, like, it's never too late to start. I got three, and ain't them, none of them are doing anything. No, Nothing. Not, not one job between them, right? None of them. And then you look in the mirror like, I got to do something. It's obviously my fault. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> obviously my fault. But um, but I was talking about the middle, the middle school chronicles, the sixth and seventh grade chronicles. A lot of people were talking about how um, they can emphasize w- with what you were saying in there and that it felt so true. Um, your depictions of what life was like for you in sixth and seventh and eighth grade. Um, uh, whose idea was it to get into the the writing and the book publishing business? I, I'm assuming that was yours. Yes, it was my idea. I loved writing since I was seven. I was that little kid that would get so excited to receive the writing prompt and read it to the class out loud and Mm. when i was in the sixth grade i was 11 years old and my mom would always ask me the same question every day after school how was your day at school right and i'd always have some crazy bizarre story to tell her 
And so next thing you know, I start journaling what's going on and what's happening. And that's how the series was born. Now, the story is basically, it's the story of your life in, in sixth and seventh and eighth grade. Now, as you're telling yeah. as you're telling this story, I'm assuming that you're using the stories from your real life. Are you using some of the people from your real life as well? Are you using their names or you're changing their names to protect the innocent? Everything in my book is something that actually happened. It's the characters, the events. I'm literally telling you my story and my experience. The only difference is I changed the names. That's the only difference. Only the names have been changed to protect the guilty. There you go. So yeah, but you don't want to hurt any feelings. <laughs> so when you write write in your book about liking some boy in your class, it's not really you change the name so the boy in your class doesn't know that you was writing about how you was really you was feeling him, right? Yes, but I. I feel like if you paid enough attention, like if you were in my class, you might be able to pinpoint in some situations who I'm talking about, but I'll never tell. You can assume all you want. So I'm sure people came up to you like, why why my name in your book? Why am I in your book? What's up with that essence? You know, it's hilarious about that. The majority that do come up to me are my teachers Mm. (laughs) and they would know who they were and if this is them and it's even my friends too like am i this person or this person i know i've got to be one or the other and it i find it so hilarious honestly that's cool now you say that your teachers they they come up to you um i'm always curious uh about this because you you hear people talk about um of course your mother has been a um like your your your, your your partner in, in all of this um, but I'm, I'm curious was there any one or maybe even more than one uh, teacher uh, in your life that has stood out and playing a part in helping you achieve the success that you have hmm there have been some teachers over the years that I honestly love like, and the majority of them I don't even have anymore. I'm a sophomore, but I'll still go to their class during my lunch period and sit in their class like I'm a student and tell them about my day. Like, <laughs> I, there was my violin slash music teacher. His name is Mr. Brandyberry, and I've known him since I was five years old. He was always my music teacher, and he was always just that, literally that sunshine. Like, he was a big kid and he never changed up till 10 years later I'm 15 and I still get so happy to see him to learn from him and then there is my history teacher in the seventh grade Miss Juro who was honestly like one of the nicest most understanding people ever I would stop by her class like every day and she'd give me food and tell me about her day and her kids like I literally call my teacher's children my nieces and nephews. (laughs) And then finally, my sophomore year, I always go to my freshman math teacher's class. His name is Mr. Cisco. And 
I don't have him anymore, but my lunch period is the same as his. So I'll go to his class and I will literally call him my therapist and tell him about all of my high school drama and get his advice and ask him to help me with my homework. So I do, I am lucky enough to have those bonds and relationships with some of the teachers I've had over the years. That's pretty cool. That is very cool. That is very cool. That is very cool. Now, the Essence Couture Spa and Boutique, which is exclusively for children, teens, and tweens, um, is a place of their own to visit, to be pampered, inspired, and educated. And now, it's mobile. It's mobile. It's like Uber Eats. It's coming to you. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about that. Tell us about that transition from the brick and mortar to now you've got it on the go. Well, it's very exciting because, all right, you have to keep in mind, I'm a little kid. Like, I I have a very short pension span. I get bored easily. So what I love about it being on the go is I'm always going somewhere different. I'm always meeting new people and experiencing new things, and I feed off of that. So it's always very exciting and never a boring day. Not here. I believe that. All right, so are you, like, driving the truck there? Are you, like, doing hair? Like, what is your role? Are you just, like, delegating and managing things? Like, how does, like, a day work when you're on location doing hair and nails for kids? Well, my staff will come with me, and we'll bring all of us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to stop you right there. My staff. My staff. You heard, heard, first of all, she let off with, well, my My staff. staff. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So dope. That is so dope. But 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 remember, she's a little kid. Right, 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 right. Yeah. No, go go staff, ahead. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. Oh my God. <laughs> so continue. You and your staff. Go ahead. <laughs> my staff will come and we'll bring our materials and my job is very important because I have to make sure we have everything we need. Everyone knows what they're responsible for. Mm. Everyone is pretty much understanding of who the client is and what it is they want and what's the occasion for. So I kind of have to keep track of all of that. I am not licensed in cosmetology, so I don't do the hands-on nails and facials and hair and things along the lines of that, but I am running everything. So I'm kind of directing everyone and I trust my staff. They kind of run freely after I let them know what direction I want them in. And then they pretty much handle it from there. They're pretty good once I give them their direction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they are. She's not licensed in cosmetology, but she got a license in make that guac. Right. (laughs) So, so we, we, I got that covered. So, are you like in the tri-state area? Do you mostly, you know, go to places in Jersey? Like, how far do you, you know, reach? I mostly go to places in Jersey, but we're right next to New York, so I'm traveling back and forth from there very often. So does that mean like Philadelphia is out of the window or you can like take the off ramp? Can we like right off exit four? We do Philly. I actually have some family there. Okay, nice. cool, cool, cool. All right, then that, hey, that's all you had to say. It sounded like a cookout, right? <laughs> we bring the grill. We got the we got the grill and some sausages, you know. Broccoli Rob. Broccoli Rob with broccoli Rob. Word. 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 So, um, so essence, like you've got, you've got the fashion line, you've got the books and now you're in, in high school. So you're a sophomore. So does this mean that the ninth grade Chronicles is, is on its way? 
I get this question so much. Like, it is crazy. I get it from my teachers. I get it from my fans because everyone wants to be incorporated. Everyone wants to know what happens next. Well, you can't stop now. Right? They need the next chapter. Or a prequel, right? What are you, what are you George R. R. Martin? You got people. <laughs> you got you got people waiting for you like the next Game of Thrones. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but but I'm not continuing the series. I am an author. I want to challenge myself. I want to tap into fiction. Will I keep writing forever? Hopefully, because I love it so much. But there is so much more I want to do. And I don't want to, like I said before, I don't want to limit myself to anything. So I'm expanding and challenging, and you'll see what happens next. So, so you don't want to give us a peek into what's the 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 next world that you have, uh, you've set your eyes on, of conquering. It's going to be music, <laughs> comic books. What I can say for you is that high school is not at all like it is in the movies. Mm. Most of the time. I'm, I, <laughs> I like to say I'm so antisocial in school. The, and don't get me wrong, I have a lot of friends, I have a lot of associates, but I am so focused and engaged in my work and getting that done because that really just brings me peace in mind because I've had so many experiences procrastinating and being a kid. Right, right. And right now my priority is just to get my stuff done. Okay, I'm not mad at you. Yeah, you sound like a real procrastinator. <laughs> yeah, right. It took you till like ten to start this business. Like, come on, slacker. Yeah, right. <laughs> come on, kid, get it together. Oh my goodness. Well, well, we can't help but uh, celebrate everything that you have done, Essence. We um, here at Black Tribbles, we are so proud of you, and we would love to extend to you an invitation to become one with our Tribble Nation. Now, what that is, we are, uh, we are a world of geeks and nerds. That's what, we, that's what we do. Would you consider yourself a bit of a uh, geek essence? For sure. Yeah? Definitely always have been. Half the time my head is buried inside a book with my glasses on. Oh, my God, yes. What book are you reading currently? I'm currently reading It by Stephen King. Nice. This is my sixth book so far throughout this year. Like a, a sixth Stephen King book or just sixth period? Just sixth period. Okay. That's All a right. creepy book, kid. You're going to be up You're going to be up late. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you're going to be up late. That is a creepy book. Are you scared of clowns? I love horrors, though, so I'm looking forward to it. Are you scared of clowns? No. No, I never really cared for after clowns. That. I, I, I don't have any time for clowns. That's right. uh, they're fictional. Anyway. They're, they're fictional. They're fictional. That's um. No, they don't have jobs. They play all day. That's a W nine. <laughs> I don't have any time. For that. <laughs> uh, 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 well, we want to make you one with our triple nation essence, but that means that you have to come up with a triple designation that indicates where your geek lies. Like I'm Bat Triple because I'm a big Batman head. Eric is the uh, Master Tribble, which is actually short for Jedi Master Tribble because he's a Star Wars head. Randy's a su- is Super Tribble because he's a Superman fan. We've got Tribbles of all shapes and sizes. We got uh, we've got a little uh, little Tribble on my a little Tribble on my chin. 
Big Triple in Little China. Big Triple in Little China. A Triple Call Quest. A Triple Call Quest. Triple Play. Uh, Triple the, Sec. Simone Moore, the, who plays Misty. Uh, Sim, Simone uh, Missick. Excuse me. Simone Missick, who plays uh, Misty Knight on Netflix Luke Cage. She is actually the diary of a mad black triple. So tri- triples, uh, the, triples are, are all over. So with that being said, Essence Moore of Essence Couture. What will be your triple designation? So I've put a lot of thought into this, and I've decided that I'm going to be, drum roll please. Look at it, look at it, now we're her staff, now we're her staff. (laughs) Goddess Tribble. Goddess Tribble? Yes. Ooh, um, Essence? We have a goddess. We already have a goddess triple. Yeah, you do. Yes, we do. We do Sorry. have a goddess triple. Man, that was that. That was that good was, though. That was really good. That was very good. You got another one. <laughs> it was so good it was taken. Um, about unique triple. We don't have a unique triple. I I'll take unique triple. <laughs> I like that. All right, it is available. It is available, but it is not <laughs> official. No, it is not essence. We have we have rules and standards here, and what okay. you first must do is you must first take the triple oath of allegiance, and to lead you in that oath, I turn things over to Emac, the master triple, the originator and creator of the triple's oath of allegiance. All right, so it's a fairly painless procedure from here on out. All you have to do is repeat after me. Okay. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I am a triple furry. I'm a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said. So shall it be done. Welcome, <laughs> Essence Unique Triple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All yeah. right. All right. All right. <laughs> There you go. There you go. And if people want to get involved with with uh, Essence more, ladies and gentlemen, you, I invite you to go to uh, EssenceCouture.com. That's E-S-S-Y, as in why not, N-C-E-C-O-U-T-U-R-E.com. EssenceCouture.com. Learn all about uh, Essence. Essence. We actually, yes. we actually have a um, what we like to do on Black Tribbles. We like to salute, you know, groundbreaking uh, African Americans, yes. people that have definitely made their mark in this world. And you uh, have broke some ground, girl. You have, so and, real. And we do that. Thank you. We do that under the hashtag of hashtag Pioneers because they are Pioneers uh, in the in this this sphere just like we are hashtag we are pioneers in this black geek sphere you essence more are certainly a pioneer in everything that you you're doing so um with yours and and your mother's permission i will be emailing you for some uh, for some information i would like to send to you uh free on us a hashtag pioneers uh t-shirt Okay. Okay. So we're going to send we're going to send that out to you 
And um, it's free, but it will cost you a pick on social media. Just like tag us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, just tag us, tag us up. We'll we'll send one for you and for and for your mother, so y- y'all both can cause. cause Trust me, we, yes. we didn't talk to Star, but Star, she is a pioneer. She is a pioneeress, most yes, definitely. Indeed. Right, I need to take notes. Yes, yes, she needs she needs to be given a seminar, breaking it down. Yo, that. that, that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, real talk. In essence, please come talk to my kids because one is two and one is eight, and they don't do nothing. Right. <laughs> so, so, so any any words of wisdom you have for my daughters, I would greatly appreciate it. Please. My three year old is in here just sucking on juice boxes right now. So if you wanna. <laughs> Come wrap to this goon for a little bit. That'd be great. All right, we're going to let you go. Essence, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I have fun. Oh, great, great. And when you come to Philly, let us know. So we will we'll hook up, most definitely. Let's spark the grill. Word. Okay, great. Fire it up. The winner. All right, Essence, you have a lovely evening. You too. All right, take care. Good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the fun is going to continue. Uh, we're going to take a pause for the cause, and then we'll be back with Maya Crown Williams as we find out what's, in, what's the in the box. What's in the box? On Black Tribbles on WPPM LP 106.5 FM. Billy. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, I don't even think I turned down the mics. So that's okay. We were here the whole time. We were here the whole time. It's like we never left. Yeah, this was, a, it was an amateur show tonight here on WPPM <laughs> LP. I apologize. I, I do. I do apologize. But uh, we're back here live. WPPM LP one hundred six point five FM. Black Tribbles. Crime, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing big things. We're having fun. We're having a good time. Yes, sir. Celebrating Black Excellence tonight. We just learned the Essence More story, and now I just got to know. I just got to know. What's in the box? What's in the box? Come on. Come on. What's in the box? The box. And with that box, ladies and gentlemen, it's the MechaCon subscription box, baby. That's right. The MechaCon subscription box, the first and only box of its kind, filled with special surprise gifts, groundbreaking, award-winning artists contributing all of their fantastic pieces of work to this curated box for quality by the MechaCon Bissom organizers, indie, sci-fi, Afrofuturism, and more. Hard to obtain, award-winning international films, limited edition to collector's items. The participants, I mean, it's like a who's who of of black intelligentsia, if you will, in the art game. You got Jason Reeves and Stephen Harris, Carrie Randolph, the whole tribe from Rosarium Publishing, uh, Chuck Collins, the man behind the the world popular bounce comic strip, Randy's favorite comic book uh, author David Walker, yeah, yeah. fantastic uh, artist Aletha Martinez, uh, Kwanzaa Osa Yefo of Black, as well as Tim Smith, uh, William Satterite, Christina Alexander Giles, uh, Tyrone Jackson, and so much more. And all of this is being put together by. Next to Essence More, the hardest working black geek out there, ladies and gentlemen. It is none other than the queen herself, Maya 
Crown Williams all the way from Detroit here on Black Tribbles. What's up, Maya? Peace. How are you? Yo. What's going on? I'm hustling. Clearly. Um, I'm hustling. Yeah. Yeah. 24-8. How are y'all? Eight. She said 24-8. She said it, yeah. it, the day ain't big enough. The day. So uh, yeah, I, It's really not. I got to ask you, what made mm-hmm. what made you want to develop the subscription box? What was the uh, idea behind this? Well, someone actually came to me. Uh, someone came to me. Uh, they, for some crazy reason, believed that I could be the one to pull it off. Um, and I thought it was an absolutely outstanding idea. I had thought about doing it uh, last year, but I was like, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. People are not going to want that. But um, since we've been doing it, I've been getting nothing but absolute support. And uh, it's definitely... It's definitely a huge blessing. Um, everybody been squatting up for crowns, so you know I'm I'm pretty excited, especially with all the people that are participating. Like it's it's a huge list. It's a huge list of people participating. So so, so what I'm pretty was hype about that? What exactly was the idea behind the box? Because some people some people you know out there may not even know about you know this whole idea of like subscription boxes and everything. So what was the whole idea? Okay, so a subscription box for people who don't know or a sub box is basically a box in the mail. Um, You automatically pay every month and then every beginning of the month you get a box sent to you. It's different stuff every month in the box. Our box is comic books, independent black films, sci-fi, Afrofuturism, black-owned businesses, just black everything basically because, you know, it's me. So it's a big old blackity-black box. (laughs) <laughs> with a whole bunch of dope indie comics. Um, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, if anybody knows me or has ever heard of me for even 2.9 seconds, they know anything with my name on it is going to be black and represent my people and my nation. So for the progression of my people, you know, it's a lot of people out here that are uh, very uh, very scared to to read black indie books like this kryptonite or sometimes they don't want to read black indie books because they think their blur card will get pulled or they don't want to read black indie books because they don't know anything about them and you know like we were at uh metacon uh which was last month really huge turnout this year too i was very very surprised um we were doing the book signings the day before and i think steven i think it was steven i was a and um, I asked his brother, because y'all know I'm extra, so every time I saw somebody black walk in the store, I brought them to the back. Of and course. I was like, uh, <laughs> racial profiling. <laughs> so they, I told his brother, I was like, hey, brother, how you doing? I was like, um, you know, make sure you come to the back. We have in Stephen Harris. You know, he's coming back there, and he's uh, signing uh, a dollar. Right. And he was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll be back there soon. I'll be back there. He never came back. And then we had this other brother who was standing to the side, and he was, like, really curious because, you know, we were talking and laughing, and there was a lot of people in there, and, you know, it was me, Will Focus, Javier. Everybody was acting goofy and, and talking shit, talking stuff. And I was like, hey, brother, how you doing? I was like, you know, make sure you check us out. Uh, these are our book signings for Mexican. We actually have a really large convention tomorrow, so this is, like, promo for it. And he was like, oh, what kind of books are they? I was like, you know, they black indie comics. He was like, oh, no, I don't read that. 
<laughs> I'm like, what you mean? He's like, yeah, I'll read that. They don't ever have no book, too. Mm. So me and Steven just looked at each other. We just started laughing. I'm like, all right, brother, you have a good day. So my whole reason for doing this is for people like that, because in order in order for us to progress, we have to make sure that we also show our best feet to the people. Right. We can't even afford to show nonsense and rhetoric anymore. We can't even afford to show low-quality work. We can't even afford to do that. We have to be at our best 24-7. And with MechaCon Subbox, that's exactly what it is. I wanted to make sure that uh, a lot of the prominent artists, a lot of the prominent creators were a part of the box as well as unknown mm-hmm. people because they need money too. That's right. They need support yep. too, you know. So that's, that, was, that was the whole thing. So it was basically like, okay, well, you can't make a Mechacon or you can't make a B-Sam. Well, you know, you'll have it shipped to your house every month. You know, or if you, you know, if if you aren't able to to support in other ways, well, you don't have to leave. You have all of this in the box every single month for you to just get, and it's also good for gifts, also. So that is that is cool, and it's and and it's another way of because another way of presenting that world out there to the world at large because. Um, mm-hmm. when, you, when you think about all these subscription boxes that are already out there, you know, like the loot crates and a lot, the, the, and, mm-hmm. and, and now all you know, almost all the magazines and comic book companies that have their own DC Comics and Marvel and stuff like that. You think about about all of those. Yeah, they they have the comics in there, but it's always like the ancillary stuff, like the mugs or like the pins and stuff like that. That um, really is where you really feel like you're, you're celebrating your enjoyment of this geekdom, you know what I mean? And so right. to have a box that is catered and cultured to the the black comic book fan or black geek experience is just that much more rewarding because it's not just the comic books, it'll be everything. Think of how many of these comic books now, especially now in this multimedia age, have like some type of uh, a company uh, CD with it or like a small piece of an animation, you know, and now right. all of that can be presented right here in the MechaCon subscription box. I think it's pretty a dope idea. Right. Look right. at the big brain on Maya. <laughs> Yeah, it's a way. It's also a way to get the message for MechaCon out further. Of course, you know what I mean because it's a it's a good billion people that know about MechaCon. It's a good trillion people that don't, and I'm yeah. trying to make sure I hit them up. I'm trying to make sure that it's, you know, it's still a lot of people out here in this world that are like bonafide nerds, and they still have no idea that black comic book conventions exist yeah. of any kind. And I'm like, you know, we got to fix that. Yeah, because it's, it's it's damn near one every in every state now. You know, some states have multiple <laughs> Michigan. So it's it's a uh, we got to make sure that we know what our people are out here providing. You know what I mean? I'm all about cooperative economics. It's just another way, also, for consumers to know that they they spent their money and it's going towards assisting the community. So you know, it's 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 many reasons for us doing this. There's many many reasons for for me wanting to have this box out. Because we also got to learn how to put money in black women's pockets. Mm. That's a whole nother conversation. Church. <laughs> Just saying. 
Amen. Now, I'm curious, Amaya. I don't know if we've, we've covered this before when, when we've spoken to you. And we probably haven't because usually when we talk to you, you're mad at us. Um, but I'm curious. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Y'all kill me. Go ahead. I'm curious. I'm curious about what precisely, what exactly does Maya Crown Williams truly geek out about like those 15 minutes of the day when you're not on your hustle and you're just about you what are they like what what are you doing then when i'm not hustling what do i do yeah what do, what do you geek about oh what do i geek about oh yeah. black film black film all day I, I i live for black indie films black indie short film um i geek out about uh indie hip-hop I geek out about jazz. I geek out about going to museums and galleries and art installations, outside art installations. And I geek about my Pan-African elders in the Detroit community and all the stuff that they're trying to do to make sure that our generation and the next generation is straight. I sit up under elders all the time, every time I can. So if that's geeking out, then yeah, I geek out. I geek out at a jazz club. So I'm a different type of of nerd. You know, I get hyped when my cousin, I mean, my son calls me and tells me that he's been getting straight A's since first day of school. He only been in college for five minutes. Like, that makes me absolutely hyped. Oh, of course. So that's the type of stuff that, that I geek out. I geek out hearing people talk about cooperative economics in the community and self-sustainability. Am I getting too blackity black? Let me stop. No, you you just blacking up, baby. I mean, it's fine. I mean, some people some people <laughs> geek out about cooperative economics. Some people geek out about Stranger Things. I mean, it's whatever you you know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about progression. So yeah, that's. I feel like I feel like that is like different people have have different roles in the nerd community, and my and my my goal and my complete role is cooperative economics. Like I truly feel like that is my absolute responsibility out here for my people is to teach people how to learn and network. Um, not like me, because I always piss people off, but I try to teach them the right way. You know, um, I'm all about you know teaching people how to spend black dollars. Do you so. think that people? Do you think that um, in in this community that uh, in which we are a part of? Do you think that there? Uh, people are hesitant to embrace that ideal of cooperative economics or they just don't know how to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost definitely because sometimes they feel like it'll take away their nerd card if they spend too much money on black things. How does that take away your... I don't understand. How does... I don't understand how that can take away your nerd card. Yeah, I I don't understand it either, but that's how they... That's how they think. They, um... Sometimes, you know, when you're... When you're growing up your whole life and you're reading white comic books, you're watching uh, white shows, you're reading white books, and you're, you're deemed a nerd if you say, well, I want to read Jim Crow from Raheem Javaz. They, they'll read it, but they may not tell everybody they read it because, you know, it's very it's very empowering comic books. You know, they they may they may go to... I have, I have a lot of people that I know from state to state that'll go to Mechacons and B Sims and go to each show. I have I have a brother, I'm not gonna say his name. I have a brother who's flown and traveled uh multiple states to B Sam. Never makes a post about it. Never <laughs> never really? makes a post 
never posts a picture, never says it. But when he at New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con, oh baby, listen, he rolls the red carpet out on Facebook. So yeah. and it's, and it also goes it also goes with creators. There's a lot of creators that do that too. They'll participate. They'll make money at MechaCon, a lot of money. They'll make money at BFAM, and they won't promote it before, during, or after. They won't say one single word that they were there. But when Wizard World comes around or C2E2 or Baltimore Comic-Con, oh, it's their cover photo. It's their profile photo. See, that oh, did, and I... then when people say, well, you know, Crown, you know your convention is smaller, I'll be like, well, Negro, it's never going to get bigger if y'all bigger people don't highlight it. Because I have to look to you all, you know, just like I have a responsibility, creators have a responsibility to build the blacker conventions up also. Like, we have to learn to work together as a nation in order for all of us to grow and be sustainable. Yeah, I I, I don't, I certainly can't understand that. I mean... Yeah, it's baffling. Yeah, that's 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 mind-boggling. Yeah, I'm a little bit confused about that myself. I think the beautiful thing, like one of the shows that uh, we do here on the network, uh, Gutter Talk, where I I sit in with um, uh, Johnny Destructo at his at his hero complex, and I, I he you know he's a white guy, I'm a black guy. We sit down. Randy's there uh, often as well. We'll sit there, and yes, we busted up, up about Superman, and Iron Man, and everything like that. But we'll also you know go hard on black. Or Ajala and, and uh, Solar Oh yeah, Man. all the time. Yeah, y'all yeah. y'all cut a little different though. Yeah, but, y'all y'all definitely do. Yeah, we 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 try. And I think one of the beautiful things yeah. about even on the Michelle mission, which is about black films, is that you know a lot of our fans, you know, that are of uh, not black or white or uh, another race, a lot of them they contact us is mm-hmm. like, oh my oh my god, I never heard of that movie you've introduced me into a whole nother world of movies you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, i remember one guy who's a, a agent um gentleman uh richard ing the uh triple triple x N- triple N- nx triple N- nx uh he wrote us on the michelle mission about how we had introduced him i think it was to uh i think it was black belt jones and he was like oh my god i, I you know no it wasn't black belt jones it was um it was uh, 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 driving Miss Daisy, and like he looked at it from a different perspective because of our because of our uh, review of it. So um, it's 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 crazy that, that we would hold hold ourselves back in that way. And just like you say, you know, like MechaCon is only a small convention if you look at it as a small convention. I certainly right. don't look at it as a small convention. And first of all, it's MechaCon. That's big. That's big right there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and just the, the fact that you think outside the box, think outside the traditional means, why can't you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as, uh, as a convention that is built on your back, you know, mm-hmm. have your own subscription box? Why can't you also have MechaCon and uh, BSAM? You know, like... It's only small-minded people with small thinking that's going to hold you back, and unfortunately, that Indeed. is ultimately is what is going to hold back those creators because of having that mindset. Well, it's a lot of large people with small minds too. Like that's that's what I was pointing out. Like you have a lot of um, well-known creators that that uh, participate in uh, my events multiple times, state to state. They'll never say a word. They'll never say a word about it. 
you know, and it's, you know, it's like, uh, it's up to, it's up to the promoter to promote events. But I mean, as far as your own wallet, my G, you should be promoting it off that alone. You have fans in every state. You should be letting people know like, yo, I'm going to be in the Bronx. I'm going to be in L.A. I'm going to be in St. Louis. I'm going to be in wherever else Crown and Reynaldo got, got, got events at every, every three weeks. You know, um, come through. That is, that's marketing yourself. You know, F me. You need to market yourself, brother. You know, so I don't, you know, it's just, I don't know. You, y'all, y'all, y'all see I promote 987 times a day. I'm hustling <laughs> all day, all night. So my friends like Steven and Steven Harris and Jason, they'll be like, well, Crown, you know everybody don't promote like you. I'm like, yeah, but why not? Yeah. Like, why not? Because it ain't y'all a perfect world. I mean, Steven and Jason do, so I can't use them as an example because they market for themselves all day and night. They they know that that's what they need to do. You know what I mean? But it's other people that won't do that. And then they'll complain and be like, well, nobody's supporting me. When they, you're not even supporting yourself. So I'm sorry, I said the N-word. So let me slow down. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, you know, you got to you gotta make sure you put yourself out here as well so some people know who you are and what you're doing. Yes. That's you, all I'm saying. We got to we gotta learn to elevate our mind and our thinking, you know, in order for us to progress as a people as a whole. We can't always complain if we're not doing work for ourselves, you know, period. You know, do for self first, then worry about the rest. That's right. And, and if I'm not successful, it's definitely not my fault because anybody know me know I hustle all day and night. I hustle all day and night. So if I'm not successful, I could never blame myself because I do everything I absolutely can to make sure that I'm trying. And my son can see that his mama is trying. So can't nobody ever say, well, Crown, why is she not promoting this? I'm, I'm promoting it in my sleep. <laughs> the Midwest- I was on a dating app and I had MegaCon flyers on there selling tickets and they kicked me off because I was selling tickets to MegaCon. I'm like, well, what else am I supposed to be on here for? Well, oh, my well, bad. Well, I had B-Fam links and shit. Like, what else am I supposed Oh, my fault. Yeah, swipe less. My bad. You know, so, like, that's what I was... <laughs> they, kicked me, they kicked me off. They kicked me off the thing because they were like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. I'm like, okay, whatever. You're back. So, everywhere I'm at, free with a login, I'm going to make sure that I'm trying to progress with my people and progress with my nation. Like, that's my whole... That's my whole point. And that goes back to, to the MechaCon box, so... There you go. MeccaConBox.CrateJoy.com, ladies and gentlemen. Have you registered? Why not? Go to MeccaConBox.CrateJoy.com. Get in on the MeccaCon subscription box by the Midwest Ethnic Convention for Comics and Arts Convention. That's MeccaCon. Only $25 a month. The first box ships out November 5th. Make sure you get in by October 15th to use the discount code LUNCH. What is it? LUNCH Club. There you All go. Caps. There you go. Uh, we've had a lot of people registering. It's almost sold out for the first month already. That's dope. And That's we get more dope. and more inventory every single day. So That's got a lot of people. That's really dope. We, we... David Walker, everybody. Alethea Martinez. There's a lot of people um, that are participating in the box. So we're really excited about that. And we're excited for you, uh, Maya. Much success with with the uh, sub- MechaCon subscription box, sub box. Um, and I know it's going to blow blow out the box. I know it's going to blow 
get crazy. Me and you have already talked about how the black tribbles can and help with some of the future boxes. Get our get some stuff in there. So oh, indeed, definitely. I want that. Yes, yes, yes. I want that Negro shirt. Oh, yes, pine Negroes. Yeah, that that definitely is going. We 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 definitely going to have that in the box. Like we, we, we we're going to shrink wrap it and get it in the box. We're going to make it happen. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. I and our next our next our next event is October twenty first, BCM Toronto. All uh, right, BCM Toronto two thousand seventeen is our second year. It's a huge, huge event. And then the next one is February first in St. Louis. Uh, February tenth is in Atlanta. The one in Atlanta is steroid size. It's a collaboration with BCM. It's BCM Atlanta, and it's a collaboration with Georgia Tech, Georgia State. Emory University and Spelman. Nice. And then the third week, uh, Black Panther, and I'm renting out at least three theaters all across the United States, uh, New York, St. Louis, and, of course, Detroit, and we might have one in Toronto, but not sure. If anybody out there is interested in collabing with me with any cities, just let me know. I'll let you keep all your money. Just make sure you put T'Challa and Chill on the top. Nice. And I'll let y'all. All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be hollering, hollering. Oh, 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 and, pe- and, if people, right. and if people want to holler at you, what's the main website they go to? How they reach you, Maya, real quick? Uh, MeccaCon, M-E-C-C-A-C-O-N, everywhere with a login. Or you can go directly on the website, meccacon.wordpress.com. There you go. Maya, take care, baby. Have a good night. All right, you too, brother. Stay up. Peace. Peace. Uh, there you go, Maya Crown-Williams. Now you know exactly What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? All right, we're going to take one more short pause. That's it. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I swear, just one more short pause. And then after that, we're going to have Greg Anderson, Elise, on the line because we've we've got a wear spider that is loose and it needs to be tamed. Right here on Black Tribbles, WPPM, Philadelphia. 106.5 106.5 FM Philly. Yep. Holla if you hear me. We'll Blah. Be back. Yeah. Yes, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Just like that, we are back. Wow. That's... <laughs> I mean, the song snuck up on us. It really did. It really did. We were right in the middle of something. The song like snuck up on us. I yeah, right. Couldn't play just like, all right, we're done. <laughs> Later. Um, <laughs> we, 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 oh, we're up. All right, uh, we're back, ladies and gentlemen, Black Tribbles Prime, WPPMLP 106.5 FM, Philadelphia, Camden. Holla if you hear me. Every Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m., it's movie night right here on WPPM. From 12 to 1, it's Philly on location. A look at movies set and in around Philadelphia with Philadelphia natives. And then at 1 o'clock, it's the Show Mission. Two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. 12 to 2 p.m. is movie night here on WPPMLP 106.5 FM every Saturday from 12 to 2 p.m. Check it out live streaming on philcam.org slash radio. We're back celebrating black excellence tonight. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, hey, it's time for volume two of Isnana, the Rare Spider, brought to you by Greg Anderson Elise. I got it. I got it. He did get it. I got it. I got it. I got that. I got that. Yes, yes, yes. Greg Anderson Elise. 
who is here on the line with us. Greg, how you doing? I'm good. How you guys doing? We are doing, doing all right, man. Doing okay. We're doing great. Greg has um, he's he's about to debut the volume two of his graphic novel series. Uh, he's not on the wear spider. Uh, he's got a Kickstarter up that I swear went up like about five days ago, and it's already like at like ninety percent towards his goal. We're going to see if we can't push him over over the. Uh, over the the cliff now with he's not at a. I better do it, man. Yeah, gotta get me up there. <laughs> it, look at him. He's like y'all better, y'all better, y'all better get on man. it, suckers. Voodoo triple is out. Get out of here. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. Now, um, uh, the first book I know. I know it, it had to have sold out because I know it sold out at the Malcolm first book Comics. sold really well at a, uh, down at the store. Um, a Malcolm Comics at a Malcolm Coffee. Comics Coffee House. Uh, I've actually had a lot of people ask me about you know if they knew if if there was going to be a volume two, what the story was, and finding this out today is going to is going to excite a lot of people. Wow, I didn't know this sold out over there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we've been we've been out for a bit. Yeah, people have uh, been thirsty. <laughs> That's good to hear. Yeah, I've been sold out for a couple of months now. So the Kickstarter, even though it is for Volume 2, it's also going to give people a chance to get Volume 1 along with Volume 2. Sweet. So with the reprints of that. Very sweet. Very sweet. Because I got people asking. I've had several people. I actually had a girl come in who was afraid of spiders, but read the book, and it helped her with her fear of spiders. You know, you know how happy I am to hear that? Because I actually be losing sales because people were afraid of spiders no this girl was like i she's like i hate spiders i hate them i hate them i hate them but you know she had heard of a nazi conceptually and you know we kind of broke down the book to her and whatnot and she was like all right i'm gonna give it a shot and she really really liked it so she came in again and was like is there gonna be more of this because this helped a lot with my fear <laughs> of spiders so you said you actually have, have lost some sales because people have been uh, afraid of spiders Greg. Yeah, there's been mad conventions I've been at where people will come by, they see the art, they love it, they look through it, they listen to your pitch, and then when they really look at the pages with all the spiders, they decide, nah, this is not for me, I'm, I'm afraid of spiders, um, and all that, even though sometimes their kids want to get it, but, you know, I've literally had a mom who's like, no, no, absolutely not, because of the, her fear of spiders. But it's going to be the kids' comic book. Uh, yeah. Not only that, they're <laughs> cartoon spiders. They're, they're, size, they're not I real spiders. They're they're on a page. They're not real spiders. Yeah, the cartoon spiders even, uh, are worse than real spiders. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Walter, I don't know. Even Walter, my first artist, he had like a whole thing against spiders. And due to the fact that I made him draw like a whole thousand of them, he eventually got over it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fight your fears, man. You got to fight your fears. Exactly. So... Um, with the with volume two, um, one of the things that um, as I'm looking through the the, the Kickstarter information here, um, the the first one uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he takes on uh, he discovers his powers, takes on uh, Osebo the leopard, and now he's got to face Queen. Let me say, make, make sure I'm saying this right. Mboro, yep, and their yep. family of hornets, hornets, wasps, and bees who unite and seek to inject themselves into human beings and take over our reality. Now, if you thought you had people scared enough with just spiders, how are you going to how are you going to get them in with like oh no it's 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 spiders and bees and wasps and insects and and hornets and such like 
Or were you just like, all right, fine, face your fears, people, man up? Was that the plan on this one, or? I mean, essentially, it's a it's a horror thing. You know, if you're not scaring someone, then you're losing some aspect of the horror. It, you know? So the fact that I have people creeped out um, because of their fears of bees and stuff means I'm in the right path. You know, I'm going the right way. I've had I've I have had a few people hit me up and tell me that they're they had to deal with the fact that spiders had to get over it. And now it's like, oh crap! Now bees, why are you doing this? To me? It's like, hey, you know, it is what it is. But you know, they still support, so I'm happy about that. Because I personally think that attack of the killer wear bees that I'm looking at right here, it may be the phrase of the year. <laughs> um, and so. You know, the, just the idea of not only not only are there killer bees, but they're killer wear bees. And so when you're coming they, up with all, when you when they you're coming in. up with this, you know, obviously, you you know, you're sitting at home one day. You 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 you've read your 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 Anansi story and then you're looking at some bees and you're looking at the spiders killing the bees. And it, it, is that is that a part of it or are you just or is it just sort of just sort of flowing from you like naturally are you watching something and this whole thing jumps into your head or what's the what's the the, yeah, the, the, the mean, thought process i mean for one having knowledge on the original stories you know um i'm just thinking about it in like modern times and trying to mix it up with my character so essentially it's just flowing everything that comes out i've been plotting this story for about like two years now you know mm -hmm. and just like letting things flow and one thing is um my artist Daryl uh, Toe, who I have now, we've literally been like just working on the fight scenes back and forth. You know, like I would have sort of like a treatment of what I wanted, and then, then we would just like pitch ideas, and literally he would draw it while I'm like telling him. You know, and uh, the fights would just come out very well, and a lot of the the body horror, you know, it was sort of like some Cronenberg stuff. So definitely wanted to get some of that in there. Yeah, I, I peeped that 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 body horror is like uh, is. Like up front and center, even when you go to the Kickstarter page, because if you're afraid of spiders and you're sitting there with this guy with a like big like the like, legs coming out of his back and Wilt the... Chamberlain legs of spider legs coming out of his back, man. I mean, like what the what the what the heck is going on? Um, I'm curious though with that change of uh, of artists for volume two, like what do you think? Um, what do you think is going to that's going to mean for volume two that maybe that that's that much different from value value one art wise man i mean already there is a there is a big difference with their styles you know the one thing that they have in common is the fact that they're both very dynamic mm -hmm. um it's not a crazy realistic artwork which in my opinion i i definitely wanted that because i feel like um it's a fantasy you know you should be able to like um use your imagination and creativity it gets a little weird sometimes when i'm seeing a lot of um comic books try so hard to be like real and emulate uh you know reality mm -hmm. and i just feel like that's taking away a lot of the charm of what comics can do yeah. you know and um I think it also appeals to children because of that. even though I wrote it as like a, a teen and adult type book, kids really gravitate to it because the art just looks like they're looking at a cartoon series, you know? Um, and so they already have like that in common, but their art styles are still very different at the same time. Um, I think they both have some background with dealing with horror. And I know Darrell originally, he wanted to try to emulate more so of Walter's style. 
And I said, yo, that's Walter style. You know, just do your own thing. I don't mind it. Just, you know, just as long as it sticks true to what I'm going with. And it seems a lot of people are really taking to him. Well, I was worried that maybe I'll lose some support, you know, because people love the first uh, volumes art. But a lot of people seem to be really loving Dells. Yeah, I, I, well, it's hard not to because it, it really is dynamic. It, it does leap off off of the page, uh, even when you're just looking at it on the, the Kickstarter page. It really is dope. One of the things uh, that I think pe- uh, people should really check out with the, the Kickstarter is all of the, the, the cool stuff you've got coming with, uh, with, your, with your donations. One of which is you actually got a Funko Pop yep, for Isnana, yep, yep. which, is, which is very, very cool. How'd you work that out? <laughs> well, it's funny because it's actually my very first one also. I, I don't own any, mm-hmm. personally. And so, I, but I appreciate it. I, I look at them. I think they're awesome. And seeing how everyone is, goes obsessed over it, I just thought, what would be cool to see? What would be a cool reward? And given that it's not a guy very popular, I just thought, why not uh, Funko Pop? And I uh, got uh, Viet Hian, who does, who's a comedian, actually. He's a comedian, yet... You know, on the side, he does his... On the side, he does comedy, but he does toys, customized toys as his main gig. Mm. And I got in touch with him. He knocked it out the park and did that first one. So he's like, he's anxious to get started on um, all the the orders. You know, and it's funny because after I did that, I started seeing a lot more people in the black community hitting him up to do versions of their own characters. So I'm glad I've been getting him some work. Nice. Nice. Very good. Because it's, it's a fantastic piece. Um... And, and, that's an, and that's an example of what we was just talking about with uh, Maya, cooperative economics, economics. right yep. there. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you got the T-shirts, you got the pins, uh, the pop, and you said you are bringing out, uh, is this a new cover on uh, volume one here with the uh, with him the doing the, what looks like the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man? Oh, yeah, that's, um, what you call him? Because... Uh, Gia Russo, you know he does the the mini marvels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the very yeah, I, w- I got in touch with him actually at a convention in Jersey, and so we kept in contact. And I asked him to do a pinup, you know, because I've always loved his work since I was younger, you know. So that he does, he was the one who decided he wanted to do the Todd McFarlane thing as sort of like a, a Spider Man, um, you know, like a Spider Man tribute. Especially because uh, I think a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of characters who's had that same pose, like Spawn has had that pose yeah. also because of Time of Fallen. And so he just thought it would be fun to see it in his style, seeing his Nana like that. That's a great piece. Now, the the other thing that I was, that I was, uh, that that caught my eye as I was looking through this, um, how much of uh, the characters here, are these like official uh, characters and 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 beings from the actual the actual religion, or and how much of this stuff is actually just made up, for like from your mind, sort of introducing something new. So you already know Anansi. Anansi is from the original myths. Mm-hmm. Osibo was from the original myth, and so was um, Mbaro. The thing with Mbaro, I took a uh, crap ton of liberties with because um, I don't think they ever specify what gender Mbaro is. And generally, sometimes, you know, uh, the characters are haunted or a wasp, and they don't really go too much in depth with that. But in my story, I decided, you know, she's actually like the queen. And she's, um, in connection to the original stories, she gets captured by a Nazi to bring back to um, Niame, who's the god, 
the god of that uh, world. He's like the sky god. And in my version, he never sort of returned her back to the Mother Kingdom. And so because of that, that starts this huge um, tiff between the Wasps, the Bees, and the Hornets, who were they used to be unified, but they've been at war to the point where they're starting to become extinct. And they see this as the last thing they can do is try to get the queen back. And that causes um, them to come to our world when Iznana accidentally breaks the barrier in the first volume. Okay. And so that they took advantage coming into our world. And um, so in that sense, I took a lot of liberties with the character. Um, Iznana is all for me. You know, because I, I wanted to have like a, a legacy character from Anansi, you know, sort of like for modern age type Anansi, which is one reason his name is actually spelled backwards um, to represent that. Nice. Yeah. You're leaning on, uh, this is definitely, it's got the fantasy and it's got the horror definitely in there, right? Um, I'm wondering, are with volume two, continuing on this story, uh, I'm wondering, like, are you eager to stretch uh, other writing muscles? Like, maybe writing, like, like, can you do something light, Greg? Like, do you ever, do you ever smile? Do you not see my Facebook pictures? All I do is crack up a smile. <laughs> well, yeah, where's the Nazi goes to the circus? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. Actually, um... I'm not going to say who the the artist is because we're still working on it. But I was working on a sort of um, side story that was supposed to take place in between volume one and two, mm-hmm. where um, it's literally almost the whole issue is him just having a social life. You know, it's, um, it's not that he meets a group of kids. He hangs out with them. They become friends and you sort of see them like, you know, going through like and getting in trouble as like teenagers and, and just having fun eating and eating out and all that other stuff. So I really wanted to get that out of the way um, before Vine 2, but circumstances, you know, happened. So I'm still planning on working on that to get that out. Okay. So not not everything will be this creepy, demonic horror type story <laughs> with his mother, especially because I want it to be a coming-of-age book. So you'll definitely see more of his uh, social life and stuff like that and him just bonding with people as it goes on. Well, that's good, man, because because I worry about you, Greg. I just worry. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I now now I'm going to I'm going to touch on a little something right now. Well, first, first, let me ask you, Greg, and I'm, I'm going to get a little personal with you, man, because uh, I'm about oh, I may be dropping. I may be dropping a little bit of news on you. So I just want to let you know something. But I got to ask All first. Right. Now, now, Greg, Greg Anderson, Ellie, Ellie say yeah. Elise, Elise. Uh, there you go. I said it. Elise, Elise. You got it. Be quiet. I got it. Elise. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg. I almost walked out on you. <laughs> Just bang on it. Like, bang. No. It's not my name. <laughs> Later, Tribble. Um, <laughs> Greg, let me ask you. Let me ask you, Greg. Let me ask you. Uh, what's your home life like, Greg? Do you, like, is, is there is there a is there a very special worst worst spideress in in your in your life? <laughs> I'm not gonna comment on that right now. Okay, well, look, bruh, I may be dropping a little bit of news on you, but this is what we do on on, on Black Tribbles. Like, you know, we go to all these conventions, you know, MechaCon, you know, Etbach, you know, yep. New York Comic Con, Baltimore, all these conventions, man. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, I don't know if you know, bruh, the Blurs be watching. 
they be they they be, they be watching, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. And you know, I've had a couple. I've had a couple of, of blurtuses up up on my ear. Blurtuses. What, what do you what do you know about Greg? What's up? What's up with Greg? What's up with Greg? And so I'm. I, I just I, you know, you know, how does it feel being the Idris Elba of the blurtosphere, oh dog? My God. <laughs> You're not the first person to tell me that. I've had many people. <laughs> nice. I've had many, many, many people I tell me about that. Uh, many people in the community, you know, and I, I've sort of, sort of made it known that I'm sort of keeping my distance from a lot of that, you know, like not messing around in the workplace. Okay. All right. I feel you. I feel you. I, I needed, I needed that on recorded air so that it can get out to our fans, <laughs> so they can know. And I asked your question. Sorry, ladies. I'm sorry. The man said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got I got work to do. Hey, he got to see. You know what? You know how everybody says they got to get their hustle on now from forevermore. Everybody got to get their essence more on. All right. Yeah. So right. The, that's, 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 that's it. That's you got to essence oh, more. Man. If you your essence do. more, if you're hustling essence more, yeah, you ain't hustling. Less. Yeah. <laughs> your essence less. Right. Ridiculous. How old is she again? 15, 15 dog. That's ridiculous, man. Yeah, like, what were you doing when you were 15, Greg? Sorry, I ain't going into any details on that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like rated R. <laughs> Beyond my uh, using the N and the N word and cursing on air and all that, so now nah, I'm good. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, at 15, I certainly didn't have a staff. I didn't have no business. <laughs> I had business to mind. Exactly. That is amazing, man. Uh, yeah, she definitely has a lot more uh, hustle than a lot of a lot of people right now. A lot of adults. Thank you. Yeah, man. And, but I do have to applaud you, though. Uh, I actually appreciate because one of the things, like you know, Maya was saying, you know, somebody had talked talk to her about like not reading black comic books because like uh, it's never going to be like an issue too, anything like that. I actually, because I get into this argument with Randy all the time, I applaud <laughs> your your um, model of actually doing graphic novels one you know at, what? A at a time. That is that is the exact reason why I did it because I mean. Me as a fan, you know, I've, I've been reading comics since I was, like, in second grade. I got into, like, any comics around high school and, like, college. And one of the things that was discouraging was the fact that I can jump into any book and think it's the most amazing thing, and the miniseries never finishes. Right. You know? Uh, or the second issue doesn't come out. And, you know, especially getting more involved in the community, and also I started to befriend a lot of creators, you know, I understood why. You know, for one, you know, it's... They, they have to work, and if their, mm. their books aren't really selling, unfortunately, they're going to have to cut their books short. And, you know, still, the past couple of years, there's a lot of creators whose work I would pick up, and it would just be like one issue, or the second issue will come out like, next year, and then you, you read through that in like five minutes. Right. You know, and so my whole thing was just like, I know, based on me being a fan of what, how much that irritates me, even though I understand why it happens, I'm not going to, like, do that. I'm just going to have, like, a whole story already told you know so like no one is waiting for oh where's the continuation of the story you get the full one-shot story right there you know and um i i also think it's important for me to actually finish the book before doing the kickstarter 
um, as much as I can. You know, that right. way people aren't waiting forever for it, too. That's smart, man. I, I really do have to applaud that. And, and Randy, you know, he, he, he rails against me, but I have actually, in talking to a couple of comic book retailers, uh, they're moving closer to my side. I truly think that that is the future of the of the print game for comic books is doing the the complete story as a graphic novel. I really think that's that's the winning model. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been winning for me. So. It's been winning for Greg. Yeah. And I and I understand that for Greg. By all means, keep it winning for you, brother. <laughs> I mean, true, you you have those outliers cuz you have Black which definitely succeeded with its single issues and now it's about to release the trade um but me myself you know i i i have book one of the were spider i'm going to get book two of the were spider i'll get black when the trade comes out because i only do the trades that's the way yeah that's go. the thing too a lot of um a lot of people they're definitely moving more to trades it's cheaper in the long run you know when you're paying three to five dollars for a single issue and most, what is it? Most volumes, they they're five, six issues. Yeah. And when you get yeah. the trade, it's it's twenty dollars, and it's everything right there, compacted. You know, so I think a lot of people have just been moving to that practice, especially, you know, for one, indie books were indie single books were always a little pricier, because you know they didn't have all the Marvel and DC funders, and now Marvel and DC are starting to raise their prices to like five dollars an issue. It's ridiculous. This is insane, dog. That doesn't make no sense. Whatever, whatever. It doesn't. It does. It doesn't matter. That's them. We're talking about. Is not another wear spider, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get it. The Kickstarter's up right now. Go right now. It's the Kickstarter's right there. Look it up on Kickstarter. Volume two is going to be coming your way. Uh, it. He's like ninety percent to his goal. I'm actually past ninety percent. There you go. He's at like ninety-seven percent. He's like, yo. He... <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, you are. I, I could like rest right now. <laughs> there you Is go. Ninety-seven. Yeah, say ninety-seven. Yeah, see, he's ninety-seven. So oh, trust me, I got you. I'm updated. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going. It's going to happen, and we. we I, I for one cannot wait for it to drop. Uh, can't wait to, to catch up with, with Greg. Uh, I know he comes to uh, Amalgam. He's always in the area, and we see him at all the conventions. He's always got a voodoo triple, always got a, a, a big grin, uh, uh, a super muscled hu- hug for everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kennedy man. told me to say that. So I'm <laughs> Where is Kennedy? Why is she here? It, 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 uh, she wasn't ready, dog. She just wasn't ready. Oh, God. <laughs> she wasn't ready, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. He's going to be on the phone. I'm I can't. Gonna, I was like, I'm going right. to get on enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get on it for that. You do, bro. Yo, uh, Greg, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us, man. And, and much success. We'll definitely be seeing you out there uh, in the blurtosphere, bro. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Most definitely. Voodoo thanks Triple. Greg Anderson, Greg Anderson, Elise, 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 Elise. All right, bro, we out, baby. <laughs> All right, man, peace. peace, peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! I don't know about you, but that show was obese. Yes, it was. That was an obese piece of uh, 
radio that we yeah, just Yeah, I, I got to go home and um start hustling. Yeah, I got to go do something. Yeah, yeah. I need to go do something I'm going to go finish the album right now. I need <laughs> to go be blacker. I need to go be bigger. <laughs> yeah, right. I need to go film more. I need to edit more. Yeah. Right? Good God. Yeah, mm. like I'm not doing enough. Not at all, Obviously man. not. I'm going to go teach my son how to read. <laughs> Drive. <laughs> Uh, right, he's three. Like, yeah, he's right. the curve already. Yeah. yeah, for real. Like, he should already be behind, like, out there picking up lift passengers. Yeah, he's driving us home, man. It's like, <laughs> it's, on, it's, it's like that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to cut this uh, show short. Uh, I hope you don't mind, but uh, we got um, it's something we got to do. Uh, but this show will be available soonish on Black Tools. Dot com as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, TuneIn, and every place a good podcast. B, don't forget to uh, check us out, like us, and love us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, all at Black Tribbles. Join the Tribble Nation on Facebook. For the Storm Tribble, Spider Tribble, Super Saiyan Tribble, Master Tribble, Super Tribble, for Voodoo Tribble, for Amo, Amon. Tay Triple, I forget Maya's. Uh, I can't. I can never say her name, her, her triple name. But uh, she, she's. It's Maya Crown Triple. Um, yep. And for the new, unique triple, unique triple essence more. This is the bad triple. In parting, we say. Yeah, my frequency's closed, Captain. Please. Wow.